0: moving pictures i'm your host brent gunn and i am your co-host mitchell kakalka is diversity forced in films today
1: i would say it's not and even if it was i think would forcing it i think at least in like the context of how where films are at the moment would be i think justifying
0: wow <laughs> it's funny because like we we recorded this episode once already mm-hmm. and then for various you know technological reasons we lost it yep. and mm-hmm. your answer was just much more like like empowered this time around. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I think for the most part, I agree. Um, I think that there's an argument to be made, you know, when when we're talking to people who disagree and who think that this idea of uh, diversity or, you know, forcing diversity into filmmaking now, I, I think that it usually comes from a place of ignorance, especially about film mm-hmm. history. Yeah. Um We've we've talked a bit about, you know, like the history of, you know, blackface, brownface and, and, you know, classic Hollywood. Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, you know, we we recently talked about Scarlett Johansson's role washing and that's been uh, parodied just uh, like completely endlessly. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like we have another problem to face because I think that everyone on their face agrees that diversity is a good thing. Some people won't. Some people outright just hate the idea of it. Yeah. And those are usually the people who have the the loudest opinion on it in films, uh-huh. which is funny. They're they're not really like film connoisseurs, but when there's diversity in films, they become like a film buff and they wanna yeah. <laughs> re- really overexert their their supposed, you know, genius or uh-huh. expertise. Yeah, it, it usually comes from a place of ignorance. And I'd 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 say that uh they're not consistent in their criticisms because the the criticisms that they have are usually the same criticisms I have, but they're coming from different different angles I think.
1: Yeah I th- think kind of like a different end goal of exactly like where compared like comparing like where I think like you're coming from when you talk about um issues that diversity might have um when it comes to being implemented in films compared to I don't want to generalize but people kind of more from like that gamergate, gate comics gate, kind that of like anti-PC thing anti-SJW anti-PC crowd kind of do like um in a very basic sense have like the same inkling of the idea of um this kind of like mainstream, like liberal centric Hollywood kind of mishandling um their focus on diversity. but again, like I mean appropriately enough it is like a diverse issue. You can kind of come about it at a couple from a couple different directions.
0: Yeah, because usually the problem I come into contact with with I mean, movies doing this kind of thing, or uh, just like businesses kind of, uh, kind of uh, sloganeering and just mm. kind of throwing out these kind of buzzwords to make you think that they're like some woke company. Kind or, of know, tokenism whatever. attempt at yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm I'm always reminded of that uh, that Burger King ad where they had the chicken fries, and mm. for like a, a, a small amount of money more. You'd pay for the same chicken fries in like a pink box, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, very kind of like you know neoliberal kind of centrist people are like, oh wow, look 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 like Burger King got got uh-huh. patriarchy and and like they they, they got it, but they didn't because Burger King is still a business who's you know run and operated in that same kind of structure. Regardless, mm-hmm. they just know that if they uh, play the games of like social. Building their, building their own, like, I'm social, trying to think of the right word to say that. Doesn't building their sound... own social
1: capital, I think.
0: Maybe. Yeah, so, so social capital. Building social capital. I'm I'm happy that you said that because I <laughs> wanted to say that, but I wasn't sure if that would like be a little bit too much. But yeah, mm. social capital for sure. They want to see if they can accumulate this, and an easy way to do that is to give the illusion that you have a political view or or a political stance that you don't actually have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean that that comes from almost any political ideology, but. What's worse about it in filmmaking is that I feel like oftentimes it comes and nothing else comes with it. Like you'll see people uh, come out in mass droves for Black Panther, but Flint still doesn't have water. And I know it's not the fault of the people. Uh-huh. you know like individuals who go to go see that movie don't hold the power to change what's going on in Flint or any place that that's you know negatively affected by bad government uh-huh. but the films, the film producers, I, I wouldn't say the filmmakers, but the film producers, the people that are much more higher up in that, you know, production line. Mm-hmm. I feel like they view these films as a very insincere way to give you an illusion that they that the problem is being fixed or that the problems of our society are being fixed because you see more people of another uh community in your in your big Hollywood picture. Mm-hmm. And that's good to yeah. an extent. I'm not gonna say that, you know. Oh, like there, there, there's nothing to be gained from that because, in Hollywood specifically, there is still a problem with a uh, black representation, and uh, I would al- I would also argue probably tasteful black representation because you know we we can get into that whole argument of tokenism in 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 our diversity because uh, uh, you mentioned to me one time about the Ghostbusters remake yeah. and how uh, Leslie Jones's character. Seems to be this kind of token of you know a very large like uh, like large like loud lar- stereotypical large, yep. like medea esque figure. Yeah, and you know it's funny because you don't hear that criticism. You hear that it's a film that is like you know for for the most part it's trying to in the. Filmmaker's point of view challenge any kind of gender role or any kind of gender stereotype in a very like lighthearted, fun way, but at the same time they buy into the same tokenisms and structural runoffs that affected Hollywood, you know, fifty to sixty years ago. Still,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and actually, um, the term has kind of been um like co-opted by people in, like the alt right and kind of like the like we mentioned that anti SJW crowd, but the term virtue signaling eventually came from just kind of trying to describe like that type of behavior that we're now saying that um, uh, the producers in Hollywood are kind of exemplifying where um, they, in in a sense, kind of put these displays of virtue, displays of um, um, attempts of supporting like intersectionality and representation, but they don't, they're they really shallow once you get past it. They're really just like displays I don't really, mm-hmm. Um, they don't, aren't really exemplary of like a consistent and like purposeful um, move towards like something a new type of behavior.
0: Right. I mean, like just just think of a uh, uh, Elon Musk when those children were trapped mm-hmm. in that cave, and he you know got on Twitter and said, "Oh, I'm I'm going to find a way to save them," and blah blah blah. And then when someone actually did get down there to save them, he insulted them and he, he called he, them a he, pedophile. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that isn't an example of of you know quote unquote virtue signaling Uh i don't know what is i mean i think everyone in their life could account for someone they've met who does things that are you know objectively good things or you could argue are really good things for something to gain you know Uh they'll give to the charity so they can take the selfie of them giving the check Uh and at the end of the day sure you still gave money to charity but it leaves a sour taste in my mouth
1: yeah, and you look at, like, the success of movies that have more representation, like Black Panther, Get Out, um, if you want to kind of, like, approach it from a more, like, cynical lens, like, from the perspective of, of the still majority white Hollywood producers, uh, the success of, success of those movies isn't really necessarily a catalyst to, like – push for more thoughtful representation and like more my di- more diversity in like their hiring practices as much as just kind of like a new coat of paint to put on their old products.
0: Yeah, and I guess going off of that, I mean, I I'd say that Get Out is still, you know, a pretty good film and, and a pretty mm-hmm. good uh example of that more inclusive kind of representation, mm-hmm. but um you saw a film, I believe recently.
1: Yeah, just just last month actually. Um i saw it in ann arbor i'm sorry to bother you it's a film by uh i'm not like overly familiar with his work but a rapper named boots riley i just really need a job 40 on two this is telemarketing uh,
0: stick to the script hey hello um uh, mr davidson is
1: green here sorry to bother bu- let me give you a tip. you want to make some money here use your white voice my white voice i'm never talking about will smith's wife like this young blood
0: Hey, Mr. Kramer, this is Langston from Regalview. As always, we'll be getting that out to you right away. You're doing so good with the voice thing. Holla,
1: holla, 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 holla. Yeah, it's kind of a hard movie to talk about, um, with, uh, both in the sense that like I don't want to spoil it and one, like, if I want to give, like, an in-depth... Like spoilery um, discussion of like the topics that brings up and like the themes that follows, we'd be here for a long time because it's it's quite it go it it goes there like there yeah that, yeah yeah, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just
0: just based on like what I've read uh the, the main thing that I that I take away from it is that a film I it's a film that I haven't heard of very much mm-hmm. and I mean I think it's funny that a story like that where it's absurdism and it's bluntness in what it's trying to portray. Mm-hmm. It, it's very in-your-face, but it's yeah. also kind of like poetically told. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem to get that loving seal of approval that a film like Black Panther got. Mm-hmm. When I Feel Like when I feel like, so- Sorry to Bother You is a film that uh, is conveying maybe a richer portrayal of what it's trying to talk about. It's definitely going for a more
1: like kind of countercultural, like you said, kind of a more... In-your-face and a bit like against the grain um, uh, theme with with its story and it's told um, again by Bruce Riley, this black artist who's worked in America for very a long very time. politically charged mm-hmm. and motivated. Yeah. yeah, and and again, um, comparing films like Sorry to Bother You and Get Out to Black Panther, you you kind of run run with the um, you run up against the wall that is like the difference between the mainstream Hollywood studio system and um kind of artists who are working more from the inter- independent angle.
0: Yeah, um and I I think that's that's kind of a problem that I have with uh a lot of the diversity that we see in Hollywood is I'm happy that it's happening, but if you want to see I think more fruitful messages to coincide with uh more, you know, democratic uh casting choices, I think that you need to look more into independent film mm-hmm. for the most part. Um I I I just get worried because the discussion about diversity in films, it's such a toxic, uh, yeah, uh, discussion to have because it it almost kind of like alarms me that we have to have the the debate in the way that we do because there's some people that seem, I mean they they see anyone in a in a film that isn't white. And they they kind of freak out. They have sound the alarm of like like the SJWs taking over. Yeah, like the um, in a uh, uh, Last Jedi. Yeah, Ro- Rose Rose Rose's character. Rose, Rose Tico, yeah, and um, um, Kelly Marie Tran-, Tran. Now look, Last Jedi has problems. I'm totally mm-hmm. gonna like. Okay, it's not a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Like, <laughs> Mitch, you're like, eh, it doesn't. It's not a perfect movie. I have very conflicted feelings about it. Mostly positive. I'd say, Mm -hmm. but there was nothing in that film, absolutely nothing in that film that took me out of the story that like, and it definitely wasn't the fact that there were Asians casted or black people casted. Mm -hmm. And when, when I, when I hear people talk about how like, you know, the new star Wars is, is it's overcome by, you know, SJWs and, and and all, all this anti white propaganda and blah, blah, blah. I, I I'm just completely flabbergasted that 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 it's it's in reality, because I can't imagine watching a film and then a black person comes on and I'm immediately like I'm sensing some like evil propaganda. <laughs> it, it's just so weird to me.
1: Yeah, like we mentioned before, this kind of just come from a place of ignorance about like the realities of how um how, how black people have been represented and people of like color and people from marginalized communities have been re- represented within um the context of like Hollywood history.
0: Yeah and and this action of trying to cast uh more kind of fairly mm-hmm. has been negatively politicized in the same way that like affer- affirmative action has. I mm-hmm. mean people yeah. argue against any kind of diversity in films in the exact same way as they do against affirmative action in the workplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like word by word the exact same argument. Now the the the, the totem poles have just been narrowed so much, and the the, the smallest I think move towards anything slightly more progressive mm-hmm. has such a reactionary pushback that it ends up being a a national discussion piece, mm-hmm. which is why I'm going to throw a hot take your way. Okay, I'm ready. 2020, 2024, mm-hmm. we're gonna be talking about white genocide on the political stage, like like on, on a political debate stage. That will be a talking point that is brought up by a guest from the audience, or it will actually be like put into the actual debate itself. Yeah. And you know, whoever we pick mm-hmm. is gonna have to debate that on national television.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it kind of sounds like dystopian when we say it now, but like when you, when you look at it. Like by- I'm placing
0: bets now. If you're listening to this, we'll we'll keep in contact. We will hold up the bets. I promise. When,
1: yeah. When you look at kind of the dust that's been kicked up, and just in the past couple of years, um, when it comes to that that level of like discourse, when it comes to racial identity, and um, yeah, it's I don't really see it going away anytime soon. I just kind of see um, these voices mm-hmm. like richard spencer and people like mike Mike cernovich yeah mike (sighs) (laughs) that name um yeah people like them kind of just becoming more powerful and finding their own like audience that's growing like i can easily see it as much as like we want to like sit here and believe that kind of like that kind of thought that um pushed towards kind of like Older conservative, like right wing values, is kind like of gone, crazy, like out there, right wing,
0: like very, like you know, fringe.
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of gone away. it's in its own way, it is
0: make it is finding an audience. Definitely. I mean, think think about uh, uh, Stefan Molyneux's, like the truth about Star Wars, or mm-hmm. the truth about any movie with women in it. Like there, yeah. there, there's some dark truth about it, and the dark truth is that. Uh, you know, Hollywood is socially engineering the populace to despise men and turn them into uh, uh, effeminate soy creatures that, <laughs> that, that 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 will refuse to populate the planets and refuse mm-hmm. to assume that their role as traditional men. And the the entire all societies will crumble and be overcome with with ISIS and 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 and, and socialists and all the worst people, the worst transgender people, ISIS members, communists, all working together to destroy the West because there's an Asian girl in Star Wars now. I mean, yeah, I'd be all for that, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess Alex Jones, I guess maybe
1: wasn't out too far off when he said that they are like turning the frogs gay.
0: And I'm not strawmanning. Mm-hmm. Like I, I refuse to have someone tell me that I'm strawmanning because I've spent so many hours <laughs> listening to these people's arguments. Over something as, like listen to Ben Shapiro, listen to Dinesh D'Souza mm-hmm. and all these people, Mike Mike Cernovich especially, they all find these mainstream films that they know a lot of people are going to look into and watch very, very disenfranchised. And they're going to find those people who maybe aren't very politically motivated or maybe don't really have a strong opinion about film or don't really know the history of film and know about the history and the uh, – the lack of fairness and, mm-hmm. and the the lack of sensitivity that's been in Hollywood. And they're going to prey on those people and they're going to say, yeah, the reason why there's, you know, less white people in Star Wars is because, you know, this X, Y, Z conspiracy, and, you know, it's it's just clear as day, right under your nose, and you'd be stupid not to call it out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you don't want to be stupid. Yeah. So you're going to believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right under your nose. You know, it's been there the whole time. And it it it, it just sucks because I feel like this this discussion is never going to reach those people. Kind of going back to what we said about ignorance. People yeah. don't really look at things
1: from a context besides their own, like life experiences.
0: Yeah, and and it's it really just sucks that something as simple as trying to uh, make the mass exposure of cinema and cinematic art more varied is seen as a political threat. Mm-hmm. That that that's my biggest concern with it because I'm I'm lucky enough to come to CMU and you know be be a BCA major with the hope of having any kind of future in anything cinematic at all, mm-hmm. and I have the luck of having some you know privilege to who I am, where I came from, you know how much money is in my bank account, and the color of my skin, and it doesn't destroy me to admit that, and it. what hurts me more is knowing that there's people I've met on this campus who won't have the same opportunities I have, who have better ideas than I have sometimes, who may have just a more creative outlook, or may have more to offer, who isn't heard and isn't given the platform or the budget or the camera to make something that could actually be really, really powerful and provocative just because of who they are. Mm-hmm. and. People like these these people that have such a hawk line anti diversity stance. You know, and they, they they can talk all day about oh no, I don't mind diversity. I just don't like forced diversity. I don't hate gay people. I just don't like gay stuff being shoved down my throat all the time. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah, and I just don't really. I'm sick of hearing the argument, and I'm sick of having to make like apologies for it. You know, like just mm-hmm. just, just 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 own up to it. You just want to continue this kind of Spielberg wave of male fantasy. You just mm-hmm. want to see Indiana Jones. Right off in the sunset, and uh, you, you don't want to be challenged, or you don't want other people to maybe have their own Indiana Jones. like that that's also really offensive to these people. Uh-huh. and it's, yeah. it's, it's just like completely absurd.
1: Yeah, kind of just looking like recently the up, the uproar that's kind of it's been risen a couple times in the past but of the prospect of um, a
0: black man, particularly in this case, Idris Alba playing James Bond. James Bond isn't even one person. It's like a yeah. title. 007, it's an agent. It's like a job. Mm-hmm. Like It's basically <laughs> saying, like, no, only white people can get that mm-hmm. job.
1: And looking back at some of like the arguments that people say, like, oh, it's not that he has to be white. He has to be British when there have been Scotsmen and Irishmen who have played James Bond in the, in the past. they
0: They were culturally Irish. They were culturally <sighs> Scottish. This is a mainstream debate that I feel most people – have or they're going to have at some time in their life because mm-hmm. they're going to go see a movie and they'll probably have that one friend that's like, Ugh, all this forced diversity crap, mm-hmm. uh, and then you're like, what? And then you end up having this discussion about how the white race is getting displaced slowly, <laughs> and you're like, dude, let, let's just go watch Transformers and like not worry about it right now because mm-hmm. there's nothing to worry about. Like even even the, the topic of forced diversity. Yes, I do think that diversity can be forced, but the problem with that. Is the rich white executives who want to make money and pander and uh, uh, sloganeer? I mean, it's it's the difference between there's there's a crop of like you know pop music like you know coming out right now like like the 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 new Imagine Dragons album or Mm -hmm. the new Thirty Seconds to Mars album that that's a great example the new Thirty Seconds to Mars album. It's this. It's called America. No, okay. uh, yeah yeah so yeah they're they're, they're getting real political now <laughs> so it's called America and the whole album basically says nothing it's just like you know just like the sloganeering you know this is uh I'm free I, I believe this is uh and it's it, it means nothing but that message it's safe enough and the the unassuming will assume it, it's a very progressive message whereas a band like Oh man, I'm going to sound like such a pretentious douche. But like, <laughs> a, like a, a band like uh, Parquet Courts, their newest album, uh, Ben Solis, formerly of Raving Geeks fame, uh, we were just listening to them this weekend, and they have a lot of songs on there that are very, very, very political and very kind of specific. And it seems like they've kind of read up on their stuff. Now they're they're a pretty popular band for who they are, but that message doesn't get the widespread push that it does uh-huh. when both artists are essentially trying to say the same thing, which is we want to step in this more positive direction, this more kind of quote unquote progressive direction, this more kind of quote unquote, you know, accepting direction against you know Trump and you know all that stuff.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But one message doesn't really challenge anything. It just kind of it gives richer people a way to make money off of a message yeah. and the other, is a sincere expression of dissatisfaction with a system, and yeah. that gets attention, but it doesn't get the same. <sighs> the, the The problem is that we need to have that coupling. We need to have that re- that that representation with thought attached to it. Mm-hmm. And le- leaving it to Hollywood is not a good idea because they don't attach thought to anything. Mm-hmm. They they just they just mindlessly churn, churn, and churn, and just pump out more and just. You know, they think about what, what's the next film that's going to win the, the, the best popular picture Oscar. I
1: don't know, do you personally think that the industry is going to go in a more progressive direction in the future?
0: I think that it's going to try. Uh-huh. It's never going to get like conservative and alt-right. <laughs> it's, it's never, it's never, like this ain't your grandma's Oscars. <clears throat> you know, we're going to trigger everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to do that. I hope they don't do that. That would be worse. They'll probably just keep doing what they're doing now, uh, pandering to the same basic Democrats that watch every year, and uh, until they eventually just have to cancel the televised broadcast. Mm -hmm. And then, in turn, while they don't really do anything or offer anything, uh, hopefully other filmmakers, uh, you know, filmmakers of color, can rise up and make films in that absence that matter. Yeah. I think that would be better. So do I. And with that, this has been Moving Pictures. I was your host, Brent Gunn. I was your co-host, Mitchell Kalkalka. And thank you for listening.